guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords, I'm Andrew. And this week I'm going to play the role of someone... No, I've got nothing. I've got nothing, you know No what? joke, nothing no. prepared. How very professional Do you know you? why there's no joke? Because this topic is no joke. No, it's not. This week we're going to discuss toxic masculinity. And certainly our experiences with it. Yeah, particularly our own personal ones. Um, things we've experienced, things we've seen... Um, personal and around us yeah because look we've we've both um we've both i think had our own unique experiences with it because i think it starts off by us being as adults anyway as as mature adults as i'm sure you'll all agree listening to the pod uh we're not the most typically masculine people no not particularly (laughs) so Let's just, I think, jump right into it. Yeah, I know it's a subject quite close to your heart, so I'll let you um, start us off. Yeah, well, I think, it, you know, for me it starts quite young. Because physically I've always been quite small. Yeah. I've had a slight frame. Um, believe it or not, I was very skinny at one stage. Um, and I was about a foot shorter than everyone else around me. Do you know what I mean? It was... Yeah. It was um, and obviously the, the typical masculine male is big, strong, physically imposing. Yeah. And I've never been that. You know, one of the big masculine traits is um, knowing your place in the pecking order of fighting. Yeah. I have no place in the pecking order of fighting. Look at me for goodness sake. <laughs> it's at the bottom. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even at the bottom of the... I'm not even on the ground floor. I'm like underneath. Basement level. The ground supporting the foundations of the fighting establishment. Um, I don't have that kind of thing. And also, as a consequence, I've grown up not putting too much um, importance on those typically masculine traits. No. However, the interesting thing is sometimes when I display masculine traits, even the negative ones, I get a weird sense of pride okay. from being like, oh, good, I'm. Being a man. I'm being a man. Mm. Um, and there's a lot to be said about it. I mean, a lot of a lot of the masculine traits. A lot of masculinity is basically um, body over mind. It's you're big, you're strong, you're tough, and you don't have emotions. Yeah. We're very much taught to ignore emotions. Oh, very much so. And I think that definitely impeded me, as we've discussed in the mental health episode. You know, I don't or typically haven't given much thought to my own emotions and feelings, and I didn't even know what my feelings were. No. And that was sort of okay, because I have a a dick between my legs. (laughs) Therefore, that sort of justifies the... So it's completely fine. ...the disconnect from my emotions. Yeah. And if anything, it's celebrated. It's like, why would you feel emotions? It's like, I don't know, because I'm human. Like, you know, it's it's a really weird thing, but... I guess my biggest experience recently with toxic masculinity, the one that kind of <clears throat> kicked this off, the idea of wanting to do a, to- a pod on it, was I was um, I was dating a girl. A yeah. woman. No, a woman. Do you know what I mean? Let's not make it creepy. <laughs> I was dating a woman. and Was this the one that came to watch us play football? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, so we it was going okay, but... I just felt like we were two different people mm. in two different places in our lives and it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I knew that a few weeks in, well, maybe a month or so in. Yeah. 
because mm. I thought it, and then I thought, no, no, hang on, let's see if something develops. If something develops, and um, it didn't. No. But she was very keen to take it to the next level. I'm not making her sound. I don't want to make her sound like she was like gagging for it and ready to jump on the D. No, but she was very keen are, to get into it. People to be sexually active, so I don't think she was very keen. To, she was very keen to get into that, and and. I didn't want to because I felt guilty mm. about, um, I thought in all good conscience, I can't sleep with this woman knowing in my heart of hearts you it's not going to lead anywhere. Yeah. And so I didn't. And I sort of broke it off before it reached that stage. Because yeah. I thought once you do that, then it feels like I'm using her yeah. or like I've just wanted to get my leg over and then get out. Yeah. And in my heart of hearts, I still believe now that I did the right thing. Mm. However, at the time, I, as much as I felt guilt over, you know, had I slept with her, mm. I felt guilt over not sleeping with her. That you were I sort of failing like, as a man. I felt like, you know, way. I should have done it. I'm like, you know, everyone else done it. And I could hear there were voices in my life mm. of, of men, let's not lie about it, men, yeah. masculine. No, not even men, masculine people, because there was a couple of women in there as well that displayed typically masculine traits in our life. Yeah. And I could hear them judging me. I could hear them being like, why didn't you just sleep with her anyway? Yeah. You know, at least get something out of it, so to speak. Mm. And I just remember thinking, that mix, that kind of fighting in my head was the product of toxic masculinity. Oh, absolutely. It was the product of my identity clashing with toxic masculinity. And societal expectation and pressure. And it was just, I, I just thought it was something worth exploring here on the pod because it's happened before there was another girl who was interested in me but I wasn't interested in at yeah. all romantically was that the one that came to the roast well it's happened a couple it's happened with a couple of women oh who, here we go Jake's a ladies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah well look I mean know, just guys go to Absolute. exactly go to Twitter go to the yeah. Instagram the pod and, and check me out I think yeah. you'll you'll all agree Jake is thoroughly poundable I'm, I'm prime steak <laughs> Um, but look, no, well, no, hold on. I'm, yeah, I am poundable, but just to be clear, I do the pounding as discussed in the previous no, season. No, I think it's been quite irrefutably <laughs> decided. Actually, that actually, the polls both ended in my favour. No, they did not. They did, and I'll prove it to you no, afterwards. Now, look, anyway, I've lost my place. I got so used to it. Yeah, I'm prime beat. There right, was a couple so of women. This happened with a couple of women where I wasn't interested in one I wasn't interested in. Even like as a friend, to be completely honest with you, I was like, I don't believe this person offers anything. Mm. As a person, like physically, personality-wise, I don't believe they bring enough to the table for me to be near them. Yeah. Not that I, not that you have to have bring something to be near me, but you know what I mean. And, but she was well up for it. But I didn't want to sleep with her because I didn't want to lead her on. I didn't want her thinking that there could be something. When I was like, I don't even want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this? Am I thinking of the I right think one? Might be. Car park. No. Okay. No, that one I did just let my dick do the thinking for me. No, no, no. Sorry, is this the uh, one that was this moving away? We, no, this is someone we both know. Okay. But anyway, the point is, at the same time as I felt very right and confident in turning them away and saying, hmm. "Let's not sleep together." There was a huge part of me that was like... What the fuck's wrong with you? I should have just... Yeah. And that's it. It's that phrase there. Because that's what gets banded about. Yeah, what absolutely. is wrong with you? And, it, and you internalise yeah. it. Yeah. And you go, what is wrong with me? Most men would have just fucking slept with her and just yeah. done it. And it's a real fight to convince myself then mm. that no, I did the right thing. 
because even if it's not the, the right thing, air quotes, it's the right thing for me. Yeah. That's the way I've got to see it because it's, it's very subjective, the right and wrong. Mm. But it's the right thing for me. Oh, I think that's fair. And I think those are my biggest experiences with toxic masculinity is when it comes to women. Um, but I don't know about yourself, you know, have you experienced any... Um, I would say we, we've got the opposite situation in terms of obviously <laughs> you're a smaller guy and I'm a larger guy. Um, but, but see, you would have had, as, as a result of it, the, 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 the masculinity being negative, a, a lot of people, in, particularly in their formative years, would have seen you and been like, I can prove myself against him. That's exactly right. And I was a big guy. Um, I would say from the age of about 11 I started having a growth spurt that continued to about the age of 16 maybe I'm about 6 foot 2 now um, I've always been overweight not as much as I am now but I was chubby when I was younger um, although I'd like to be that size again <laughs> um, and I went to an all boys school for high school um, and it was just dick waving absolutely constantly it was pathetic um, and it was a situation where any sniff of weakness you were gay there was you know insert any insult in word really but mm. normally gay was the one that was commonly banded about um, in my first week at school I had a fight with two boys in year seven so I'd have been 11 years old and I ended up in a fight with two guys and it was pathetic really looking back it was um, both boys were older than me as well one was in year 10, one was in year 9, I believe. And um, and the worst part about that was I was defending myself. And I won. One of the guys ran away and I punched the other one in the face and he fell over and we got broken up and whatever. And then for about six months I had this reputation at school that I was the guy that beat up the year 10 guy. When all I did was defend myself, I didn't beat him up. It wasn't even... Re- particularly a fight as, as a so. scrap it was a scrap and um, for about six months I had this reputation where people were squaring up to me saying oh do you think you're tough and all of this and that continued most of my school life because being a big guy you are a target and I'm not a particularly tough guy I'm, I'm not naturally an aggressive person although I did have anger issues when I was younger which meant I was easily provoked which meant throughout my school years I got into not regular fights but occasional um, and I ended up having to have counselling in school because when one guy wound me up, I ended up in a fight and I accidentally hit one of my teachers. Luckily, that teacher was very kind and understood why it happened. Mm. And uh, I uh, ended up having to have counselling to deal with the issue on not to be all lovey-dovey I got into things like spiritualism and stuff like that and I got hold of my anger but the expectation my entire school life was that I had to be tough I had to be a big Mm. guy you constantly had guys not to be rude like your size that wanted to prove themselves and have a fight with me and I don't think you're being rude I think I think the difference between me and those guys is I very quickly decided that wasn't about that yeah yeah neither was I so when um you had situations where people are like, oh, come on, Andrew, let's go sort these guys up. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that must have happened, though, because, see, when, when fights kicked off group fights, I was, like, last on the list of people. But you must have been right at the yeah, top. Yeah, like, literally, there was this ridiculous year when I was in high school 
where there was a school wall and there was all sorts of rumours as to why it started but there was another school nearby that we had this real beef with and something happened where a boy got jumped and stabbed and it all kicked off and there was one day after school where the two groups had agreed to meet, fight and settle it and literally I remember being told if I didn't go they were going to get me. Um, yeah. and it was one of those situations where I was like fuck I wish I wasn't tall because if I wasn't they wouldn't even be asking me no if you were me yeah um, so it's funny like on either end of the spectrum you're a target it does yeah, not... <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially for me I mean, I mean for me I was as I said despite uh, uh, on top of my physical size when I started mm. high school which is what happens at that kind of form those formative yeah. years there's obviously lots of influences in masculinity early on um, the need to prove oneself comes really in the high school yeah. age and I was um, I liked learning like I loved it and I was yeah. what I would what they called a bodrick I was mm. a bod yeah. a word that is no oh longer God, used or banded about yeah exactly but I was that because I liked learning I would come in and I'd be really keen like, you know the lessons would be on and I'd be like oh that's, this is an interesting subject whereas mm. I'm like no the fact you have to learn it means it's not interesting and um, I would say t- masculinity sort of taught me out of that where I was getting bullied for it I sort mm. of ended up shunning learning and just relying on natural ability. And that meant later on in life, I'd lost the ability to focus yeah. and learn. And it's like, oh, that's really bad because now I'm in a position where I really need to focus and learn. Yeah. And I've denied myself that skill. Well, the thing is, my entire school life I was bullied, which people found hard to believe because I was a big guy. But... I was a late developer in terms of puberty, so I had a high-pitched voice, I was massive, I was overweight, so I was just this screaming big target until the age of about 15, 16 when I hit puberty properly and my voice deepened a little bit and things started to change. And even when I would say we got to like the age of 17 when we were in sixth form and stuff like that, people still tried to continue the bullying. And it's ridiculous, there's some of the bullies from my school that I see out and about now and again. And they are still, you can see it in their eyes that they are still the exact same person yep. they were when they were at school. And that, I find that depressing as much as anything because I have come across one guy who used to bully me who actually apologised to me years and years on. And I wasn't very receptive of it. But now looking back, I wish I had been because having seen others... You appreciate he, the I appreciate the growth he'd gone through. And look, when we're young, we all do stupid shit and we behave in ways we shouldn't. But some of these guys made my time in school so unbearable. I did fuck all in school. I wasn't interested. I just tried to keep as low a profile as possible. And I came out with practically nothing. Um, and that's all down to young boys not being able to feel comfortable in their own skin, having to prove themselves constantly have to live up to this expectation of being aggressive of holding their own and all that sort of shit i mean this is because this is it look when i was kind of growing up or whatever um or whatever no when i was growing up i didn't do much else other than grow up i am all the things that i enjoyed and wanted to do weren't very masculine Mm. and they what that did by not being very masculine was it caused problems for me yeah so i very much denied who i was for a long time and it's only now that i'm an adult that I'm slowly, and it is a slow allowing process, yourself to allowing myself things. to do those things and take up those hobbies and be like, mm. do you know what? <laughs> and people come and they're like, even now I still get people like, oh, that's a bit. I'm like, no, but I enjoy it. So, yeah. And do you know what you realise is? 
it's that shame thing with most of you. They've tried to shame you. And mm. that shame thing is, it only works if you let them. If, if they go, oh my God, you're doing that. And you go, yep. And I, mm. I like it. And they're like, yeah, but isn't it a bit, they're like, who cares? I like it. Mm. And then it very quickly becomes, oh, I can't really, can't really bully him. Can't really shame him. And they no. move on. But, um, thing is now, I could not care less what no. other men particularly think about me. And it's interesting now, if, if other men, anyone, anyone who, who, who considers themselves masculine, because I know women who consider themselves masculine. Yeah. And anyone who comes at me now who, who judges me rather than supports me, it, as I know it's a, it's a really like ridiculous, pathetic, hippie adage, but it shows way more about them than it does me. Oh, absolutely. And it diminishes my opinion of them yeah. so much that they'd rather tear down than support. Yeah, um, um, the thing is, I think we were, we've also been unlucky. We had a friendship group where it was sort of a school toxic atmosphere quite a lot. There was a lot of tearing each other down. I'd say in more recent years, between a few of us, although we still take the piss out of each other and we can be quite rough, we know there's no, no malice but there's in a, there's it. There's a friendly humbling and, yeah. and bantering that goes yeah. on. But there are still some people who... Want to tear you down. Yeah, absolutely. But what I was going to say is, uh, I think it's, it comes a lot from a, in my opinion, and admittedly I'm just sort of thinking this out loud, so it might not make sense, and you might tweet us later at Swords Crossing and uh, see that cheeky little plug? Anyway, <laughs> um, and tell us, no, it's you're not wrong. It's really plugging when it's on our own podcast, though. Very true. Um, but then you might tell it that's wrong, but in my opinion, it, it, a lot of it comes from a, a misinterpretation. Because we're conscious creatures, and we're one of the few conscious creatures that exist on mm. the planet, it's a misinterpretation of evolution. So we, I think, see ourselves as pack animals. Yeah. Therefore, we need an alpha. Mm. And therefore, the, the trait is, because you want to pass on your genetics and stuff, it's sort of that evolutionary aspect. It's like, you better be the alpha. You mm. better go out and dominate. But to be honest... In our society, in the way we set up, the idea of an alpha is absolutely pathetic and ridiculous. And yeah. I appreciate that, and I could, that, and I'm very grateful that I can see that. Mm. And it's why I was very grateful when, when we um, got to a certain, as you mentioned, there's a certain group of us. Yeah. That when we got together and very quickly realised that there was no place for alphas, yeah. that we were all just people. A certain level it was of so humility great set in. to be a part of, because then someone would come in. And we, you know, someone who we both very close with did came come in hot with that alpha mentality, tried to assert their dominance. We very quickly shut it down. We shut it down because we were like, "There's no place for that here." No. And it was it was brilliant. And then we got to know the real them, and that's it. You know, the 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 person that we got to know behind the alpha bullshit was so different to the person who was and presented to us. If it's the person I'm thinking it is, which I'm pretty sure it is, it it's is. possibly one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I, I could not love him more. He's an absolute delight. Um, Miles away from the person in, we were introduced to. In terms, of, well, absolutely. Um, in terms of romantic side of things, um, I always used to be afraid of women. I didn't know how to be around them. My dad gave me a really good bit of advice, which helped after I had an incident walking home from school once, and it was why I was afraid of women. I was walking past a girls' school on my way home, which was on the route home, um, which was the only way I knew how to walk home, because my sister used to go to that school and I'd walk <laughs> home with her. And I was walking down the street one day, just minding my own business, and a group of girls were walking past me, and suddenly one of them yelled at me and spat in my face. 
no reason, unprovoked. And they all stood there laughing at me and I simply ran off and nearly got hit by a car running across a busy road. Um, so I was really afraid of girls and it wasn't until I got to about 16, 17, I sort of became friends with girls and I just sort of went a bit nuts and was... You did go a bit over the top. And I don't want to make it sound like I slept with loads of women because I didn't, but I had lots of like stupid little relationships and meeting new. I'd meet a new girl and be like, oh, I have to go out with her. Yeah, regardless, yeah, reg- you know, ignoring sex, you, you pretty much dated anything that moved. Yeah. You Literally, know. if it breathed near you, you were like, well, I've got to date that. Yeah, that, that, that is yeah. pretty much how it was. So, and then I sort of had a conversation with my dad, and he was, it's probably a bit of advice now that would get torn apart by some feminists, but he was like, treat them like they were your mate. You know, don't treat them like targets targets or an object or something you want to sleep with. Treat them like they were your mate. But let's, if I can use that as like a springboard to look at uh, one of the societal impacts of toxic masculinity and its effect on feminism, not feminism, but on women, is that toxic masculinity really pushes the boundary, the patriarchy really pushes the idea that these are the masculine traits. Boys will be boys. That's how they are. Yeah. Therefore, the girls have to adapt their lives around us. They have to watch what they wear. They have to watch what they say. Yeah. And we can do whatever we want and we'll be forgiven because it's like, just boys being boys, yeah. isn't it? And it's like, how ridiculous is that? Oh, it's pathetic. And it normalises the idea that boys can do all this offensive and hurtful stuff. And it's fine because they're boys and they're young and they're stupid. And if anything, and... while we're telling them off, and you can see it in, in a lot of fathers' eyes, you can see in their eyes as they're telling them off, they're proud. Yeah. They're really proud. They're like, that's my boy. I mean, talking about when I was meeting all those girls, the way I behaved and treated some of those girls was appalling. It was it was terrible. Um, and it is genuinely something I regret. But you, got, you got sold out by a couple of our friends. Yeah. And rightfully so. Oh no, absolutely! I can't, I can't blame them for it in the slightest. You, know, you literally um, put yourself in a position where betrayal of friends was seen as a perfectly acceptable thing because yeah. of how you were treating them. Yeah, and to be fair, like you say, I can't, I can't blame them in the slightest. But would I do it differently going back? No, because I wouldn't now be who I am if I hadn't done those and things and learned the lessons. And learned the lessons, and it was only when karma hit and those things came back at me in return. You suddenly go, oh, fuck, all right, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't dream of behaving that way now. Look, um, it's, it's so interesting the way that we're taught what's okay and what's not. It's, it's, and it's, it's, you know what, it, it's also the persecution of femininity. It's the second you do anything that's deemed feminine. Absolutely. It's like, not just like write it off, ignore it. It's like, no, 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 do not do that. Don't you dare do that. No. You're a boy. Yeah. You do these things. And it's like, no, you're a human. As long as you're not hurting anyone, you do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. As long as it's not damaging anyone else or causing anyone else you know, harm. I'm well aware that that is a very kind of like hippie mentality, but it's the way it's no, what it's, I believe. No, absolutely. I completely Deeply, agree. strongly, wholeheartedly I mean, believe. When I was in school, I was shit at pretty much every sport to the. Very much. See, interestingly, I was the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, in terms of like other guys and the coaches that were like, the only sport I was good at was rugby, but I was too big a pussy to it's play really, it long it's really, term. It's really interesting that you, the big guy, was shit at sports, whereas mm. I, the little guy, 
I was really good at sport. Almost every sport we did at school and picked up, yeah. I was in the top. I'm trying to think of a percentage, but I was in the top like five mm. in the class, not percent-wise, but in terms of students. Yeah. I was always in the top five, no matter what we did. Yeah, I was up there. I mean, I remember playing football uh, for you know in PE and whatever, and it would literally be like if one team started to get spanked, they'd swap you over. I'd swap. They'd swap me over yeah. and even it out. And that, I was the first one to yeah. balance it out, and it was like. It was good because it did make me feel more validated yeah. as a man. Yeah. But at the same time, I look back and I think, how how must the kids have felt that weren't very good yeah. and were constantly on the losing team? How did their validations make mm. it? Like, how did that? I mean, I like, guess you're in a position to answer it. Well, like with rugby, I was good at it, and I played it for two years at school, and it was either at the end of the second year or the start of the third. We played another local school, and I tell you what, I thought I was big. This lad rocked up, um, toned, tall, hugely long legs. So I've never seen anything like it for that age. So we must have been 13 going on 14. And my coach, uh, Mr. Wenyon, he said to me, or to the whole team, um, do not try and tackle him. Because he's too fast, so unless you time it absolutely perfectly, you're going to end up with his boots in your face. And because I was playing quite well and I felt a bit... You went for it. I went for it and I got two sets of studs right in my face. And it was after that I went, nah, this isn't for me. And it's, I remember my teacher being quite disappointed and he was like, look, you're really good at this. and you, Please don't give up. Please don't give up because you could end up doing, you know, whatever. And actually one of the guys who was in my team and my class... I believe, and I could be wrong, went to play for England under 15. So that could have been mm. what I went for. But looking back, and I've said to people, and I've talked about it in the past, I didn't enjoy rugby. So even, say, had I got into the England under 15s and maybe... You wouldn't have been having fun. I, I would have quit at some point because I would have no longer been enjoying it. The, the sporting, there's some, there's, there's some masculine traits that I really enjoy about myself, and I'm really pleased that I have, like, the competitiveness. We're talking mm. to be competitive. I, I think that I have a good level of competitiveness in yeah. me. I mean, I remember being on holiday with uh, one of the under-16s uh, great GB uh, Olympic swimmers. Okay. And he was running around the pool being like, who wants to race me? And obviously everyone was like, well, don't be a dick. But that competitor, that competitor in me was like, you know, fucking go on then, mate. Come on, let's see what you've got. And, I mean, spoiler alert, he won. Yeah. But I felt really pleased that I'd even tried, where everyone yeah. else was like, well, you know, let's, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to lose. There's a big part of me that was quite proud, but, you know, for a split second, for the first, like, I mean, it wasn't Olympic-sized pool, I think it was probably about 25 metres, so it's like once there and back. Yeah. But for the first, like, 20 metres, 15, 15, 20 metres, we were going quite level pegging, and there was a, there was just that, that thing in my brain that I've was like, <laughs> I reckon I can do this. Yeah. And I, I like that. That's a very masculine trait. Yeah, see, I'm not a very competitive person. I'm, I find it quite boring being competitive. I, you know, I think it feels like sometimes people who are competitive take life far too seriously. Um, I'd far rather enjoy something than be competitive at it. Um, don't get me wrong, I can get swept up into an event or something like when we went on a stag do recently. We did something called the Welsh Games where I got to put myself physically against some of you guys. And unsurprisingly, I did really well. Mm. In fact, I don't think I lost in any of the physical challenges. No, I don't think you did. Um, 
and we played tug of war and funnily enough our team was the most unfit team but we had the (laughs) well but we had three of the biggest guys on our team which basically meant I mean you literally stood at the back wrapped the rope around you yeah and, and just walked. slowly walked back and there was nothing the other team it was could do we, we did have more people though and the first thing they said was they said um, right one of you needs to join the other team and I was so committed to our team winning that I was like I'll go <laughs> knowing that I would make no difference <laughs> and do you know what guys I made no fucking no difference. difference whatsoever but yeah I, I did get a bit of satisfaction out of that because it is rare for me to get swept up in it. To get swept up in it. Um, but again, and I, I watched, and perhaps this, this was partly influenced by the fact that I was very good at sports in school, but I watched the, the 2012 Olympics and my mum got fed up with me because at every sport I was like, mm-hmm. I reckon I could do that. And she was like, what, you know, for the first couple she was like, what do you mean you could do that? And I was like, I don't mean I can rock up and do it at Olympic level, but I believe that if I have if I start now and train for a few years, by the next Olympics, I could be doing that at an Olympic standard. And I genuinely <laughs> believe that. And at one of the events, eventually, she just went, shut the fuck up. Like, what the thing is, though, to a degree, about? that's not a bad thing. Because it means you it's have confidence in yourself that if you really dedicated yourself to something, that you could have done well at it. And I believe that had I really dedicated myself to rugby, for example, I probably could have done quite well, whether I'd have gone on to go pro it was i was far too early in my journey to know that too early in the career but i think i could have been arguably one of the best players for my age in my school um but i, I suppose i one didn't have the confidence in myself to believe that and was even possible and yeah i didn't want to um i mean there's one lad who went to my school who now plays i believe for a french club um for rugby Um, But going back to the romantic side of things, um, I had a similar situation to you uh, with a girl wanting to take things further. But I was already with um, this particular girl. We were in a relationship and I knew I wanted to end it. Um, And we were having regular sex. And then when I sort of knew I was coming to the point that I was no longer interested, I stopped having sex with her. And not only did I have voices in my head going, oh, what are you doing? Like, I had friends actually saying to me, like, yeah, no, me too. What the fuck is wrong with you? Sleep with her until you dump her. And it's like, no, for me, if I know I don't want to be with someone, I'm not going to have the benefits of a relationship with that person and I, you know, I when in, I don't I want a relationship boat, with that the person. Exact same boat. And even though you know it's what's right for you, there's a big part of you that thinks. God, like, is it right? Yeah. I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I should just sleep with her. Yeah. But no, I, I was I quite just, confident in my decision at the time, and I the, certainly don't the regret it. The sex thing as well, going back to the kind of the alpha thing, mm. it's that pack animal thing even of, um, guys, if you have sex with loads of women, uh, you, you're spreading your seed. It's like a positive thing. You're furthering your bloodline. But with women, it's like you've betrayed the pack. Yeah. You've slept with another male. You've betrayed your pack. So men cheating... Again, a lot of guys see it as like a, a badge of honour, yeah. as a pride, and women are shamed for it. And it's like, mm. well, it's exactly the same well, activity. It, 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 not even just with cheating, with sex in general. If a bloke sleeps with 20 women, he's applauded. If a woman sleeps with 20 men, she's a slut. Yeah. You know, and it's completely wrong. We're human beings, we have a sexual appetite. It shouldn't matter whether you're male or female. Oh, no. um, one of the points I wanted to make with toxic masculinity is I feel with this desperate search for equality which I'm all for I'm all for for everyone being treated the same whether it's ethnicity gender sexuality whatever it is I'm all for it 
my problem is in the search for that equality we forget about the equality it becomes about pushing whoever it is we're trying to push up too much and it's also it's and it's too forced i mean if you just take forced. feminism for example it's now got to the point where a large amount of women if not the majority no longer want any association with that term because of how extreme it went um and like another example was when i was in school i'm a feminist and i'll wear it as a badge <clears throat> of honor no i would call myself a feminist in the sense of i want everyone to be treated equal but in terms of but there's a lot what more feminism be has become yeah quite i want everyone to be treated no. equal, but there's a lot more work to be done for women to get there absolutely and I, I don't disagree with that in the slightest um and in terms of sexuality when i was in school i would say there was like a group of maybe between five to ten guys of varying ages that came out as gay and i thought that was brilliant it's brave yeah. particularly in all boys school it's a very brave thing to do and i want to make that clear before i start my problem was they suddenly had this license to do whatever they wanted. They could say whatever they wanted to who they wanted, do what they wanted to who they wanted. No one could say a word. If you said a bad word about them, you're a homophobe. And it's, 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 it reminds me of the scene in... Uh, but it basically created this group of guys in our school who were untouchable. And it reminds me of a scene in 21 Jump Street where um, Shannon Tatum says to this lad... Um, uh, turn off your gay ass music and the guy steps up to him so he punches him in the face and he was like you punched me because I'm gay and he was like no 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 I punched you and you happen to be gay and then yeah, Jonah Hill comes in and goes like if anything it would be homophobic not, if he, to, punch not to punch you um, and it, it's, it's sort of that um, you know that you can call someone a wanker if they're a wanker it doesn't matter if they're gay straight Bi, black, white. Oh, I want everyone to know that I, women, hate, I hate everyone with equal um, discontent. You know, so like when you say, I'm trying to think of, say that like I said I hate Alan Carr. I don't, by the way, I actually quite like Alan Carr. And you went, is that because he's gay? No, I just dislike him. He well, happens it's, to it's be gay. It's like the, the, uh, what's the, what's the name? Um, do you know the Grayson Perry, the artist? There's something about him that I find off. I yeah. just don't like him. And people, but, but I've had, I've, it's come up obviously he's won some awards and it's been in the papers and whatever and it's come up and it's been like oh you, you just don't like him because because uh, he, he dresses as a, as a woman and yeah. like, as that and I'm like no completely, completely no I like Eddie Izzard he dresses I as a woman I love Eddie do you know what I mean so it's good. got nothing but to do with that I was that. like it's not because it's, it's literally just something about the guy that I just don't like I can't mm. explain it because fundamentally everything that he fights for and believes in I also fight for and but believe just something in. about him as a person like you don't like but but that's the problem. The world we live in now, you can't say those things. There's no, there's no, um, there's no understanding. Say it. We're snowflakes. Yeah. Well, I've, I think but the problem is, it's like most things. If you were to make a slip of the tongue to a transgender person or someone who identifies as non-binary, like I was listening to a podcast with Jack Munro, who identifies as they, um, she obviously looks they. They look like a girl. Easy slip of the tongue. I've met a number of non-binary. I've met a couple, yeah. and it does happen. But as long as you're, you don't make a thing out of it. No, you, you don't just try and defend it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're very understanding. Yeah, and uh, they were on this podcast, and they said that she doesn't flip out if someone calls her a she because she looks like a woman, but she identifies as they. What happens so, is if they then correct you and say, I'm you they, and find, you persist in doing it. So say it. I interviewed her on this podcast and called her she, 
someone else on Karen or more than would get offended one on her behalf. would get offended on her on behalf. Their, their behalf. On their behalf. And well, that's the problem. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I can use that to jump in because there's sort of two things that I want to mention um, just just before we before we finish just while during this pod. One, the idea of the masculinity as well and femininity and also the, the, the lack of treatment of, of, of feminine's bad, masculine's good. Mm. It... it pushes these ideas that people have to be in these things it leaves no room for people who are non-binary it leaves no room for people who are um androgynous yeah it leaves no you 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 have to fall into one of the other categories it's like mm. you're okay because you're half masculine but then you're you know you're bad because you're like half feminine it's like yeah. just abandon it it's such a bad thing but the other thing i wanted to say as always is that the dangers of of not allowing of discouraging men from ha- expressing feelings is that they don't know how to process emotions and years down the line their attempts to process emotions because you have to process it somehow it goes somewhere your feelings yeah. go somewhere and that's often the base point of and i know this is going to sound like i'm i'm really like wildly accusing thing but it's often the base point of a lot of um male on female domestic abuse cases Mm. is it's a case of they don't know how to process their emotions so yeah. something happens and their first reaction is i am masculine i am man i must fight my way out of this yeah. and it's an unconscious thing of being like oh fighting it's the only way i know yeah and it's a, it's the dangers that 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 has we have to teach two things that have to be changed from masculine because i'm not too i'm not too bothered about masculine and feminine but for three things one we have to stop treating feminine as bad yeah two we have to treat, teach men and, and people who identify as male responsibility. Mm. They can't just get away with it because they're, they're boys and boys will be boys. And, you know, yeah, masculine, yeah. we have to teach them responsibility. And third of all, we have to teach everyone, regardless of how they identify, regardless of their age, whatever. We have to teach everyone how to process emotion. Oh, absolutely. And it's okay to feel because even though it's dumb, we say it, and there's a huge promotion of mental health awareness at the uh, at these days. It's still not people are like, yeah, it's mental health awareness is all fine for other people. Mm. But I think a lot of people still don't believe it applies to them. No, I think it's going to take a couple of generations for it to properly sink in. I think we were more raised, than a couple. I'm worried. Yeah, I think we were raised during a generation where it was still stiff up a lip, don't show emotion. I mean, heaven forbid you call the teacher mum or dad, you know, like anything like that. Um, I mean, I can only remember seeing men in my family cry probably two or three times. Yeah, not often. Um, but it's an important coping mechanism, crying. It's an important outlet for emotion. And because you could never show emotion when you were younger, it meant when I got older, and particularly now I'm in a serious relationship, you know, quite often my partner's like pleading with me to open up more. And it's not that I don't want to. You don't know how. It's, I, it's... I, I don't know how. You don't know the words. You know, I find it easier in counselling to a degree. Um, but still, that takes time. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but, it you doesn't know, feel natural. To so. suddenly drop it all and regurgitate it all out and share it with someone. For, it's... A, for a guy to focus the spotlight on his emotions, mm. it feels so unnatural and unnerving and uncomfortable. Because I feel the responsibility and it's pressure I've put on myself. It's not what anyone else has put on me and I don't even would necessarily say society's put it on me. But I grew up feeling that I had to be the strong one. I had to be dependable. Mm. I had to be a rock. 
and I've carried that on into my adult years, and it's only it's only when something truly horrible has happened that it's completely cracked my armour, I would say. Hmm. And I'm in a position now where I have no choice but to open up about things, because otherwise and, and I will really struggle I've, going forward. You know, it took me for hitting a, a sort of breaking point of being hmm. like, I can't go on like this, that I finally started to look at my own... Yeah. emotions and attempt to connect through but before then I was perfectly fine just not em- not emoting not yeah. feeling it was fine yeah yeah and the healthiest thing to do for anyone is to open up talk to people you so know not, find someone you can trust we're not pack animals man we're a, we're a collective society yeah we have to work as teams not by one person standing ult- up at the top and being like I'm the fucking big dog and ultimately you follow me when it comes I'm down to worrying about what other people think about you, why are you worried what that person thinks about you? Unless, if, if someone doesn't support you, no, they're not good for you. No. And it's hard because those and people have been part of I your I know lives, sometimes people are very unlucky with the family they have around them and things like that. Hmm. But in general, I'd like to think most people have at least one or two people in their life that can be supportive and that they can trust. Lean on those people, trust those people, talk to those people. Anyone else who wants to drag you down, make you feel shit about yourself, ignore it. They don't matter. They are just white noise. Yeah, do what you want to do. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this, you've got to, and I was about to, I was about and to if, write, if, rip if, off Toy Story then. But if you do what you want to do, even if you are if, if you identify as female and you do something masculine, mm. or you're male and, you're, and you do something feminine, mm. you've got a friend in me. Yeah. I'll support you. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Tell me you're doing it and I'll back you. I mean, like, my, my nephew, um, a couple of years ago, I think it was, was in a pound shop with his mum, my sister, and uh, he picked up, like, a cheap Barbie doll. And she didn't even well, hesitate. She bought it cheap, for him. Surely a pound. Yeah. Sure, I mean, yeah. you know, if you're in a and, pound shop. Um, without hesitation, she bought him yeah, one. he wanted it. Yeah, she was like, it doesn't bloody matter whether he's... A, he was getting fun out of You know, of it. and it was like, again, listening to Jack Monroe, she talks about she went to pick hey, up her child. They? they they went to pick up their child from uh, nursery, and uh, they said to... They? The, um, they said to them. Said to them. Okay, sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm now, still, it's, now it's no longer an issue of gender I'm, identification. It's now an issue of English. English. You are struggling with English. I'm very new to all of... Um, no, but I, I said it before, like, I met a couple, I went to the Help the mm. Refugee camp in um, in Calais, yeah. and I was helping out there, and there was a, a person who identified as non-binary there, and um, it is tough, but there was a difference of me, and, and, and well, there was a few of us in the group that went, but mm. there was someone else that I thought that, like, did not, so so they corrected us, so the first few times we were like, oh, where, she, where is she, where is she, you know, she, her, and the person was like they, and we weren't picking up on the fact that they were correcting us because they weren't being clear about it. Mm. Um, but the second they were like, no, um, X, I know it's a really obvious thing, but they, they called themselves X. Um, they were like, oh no, X identifies as they, and they're non-binary. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And yeah, straight yeah. away I was like, yeah. right, I'm going to try and, and yeah, I slipped up a few times, and I won't lie to you, I was there for a few days, and a few times I did say yeah. she. But... Each time it was like, Shit, I'm sorry, my bad. It, yeah. Or if I didn't pick up on it, sometimes the person would just be like, they. And I'd be like, yeah, hold my hands up. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to make any mention of it. But The thing is, it but is all still guy, very new. Another guy just kept banging on. It was like, she, she, she. And I, even I had to step in and was like, it's they. Yeah. Like, it's a tiny change in your mm. vocabulary that means the biggest difference to them. No, absolutely. But the only thing I would say in defence of people like myself, I'm not talking about the people that will just go, no, fuck that, I'm going to show you shit. No, but they're the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. but like myself is, our whole lives we 
grow up describing people as binary. As binary, so he, she. And so the masculine and feminine thing, you're being yeah, pushed into so one it, of it's, two. It's very difficult for me to switch boxes. my mind to go they, them. And it is tough. Um, it is really tough. And it, it, it's, uh, it's not ignorance, I promise you. It's just slipping of the tongue and trying to reprogram myself to say it. Because I don't engage very much with that world. I'd be more than happy to. I'd like to potentially maybe get someone who is non binary non binary on the pod and talk to them and get them and to educate get their me. Um, and just talk to me. I'd love it. But yeah, going back to Jack Munro. So let's um, just throw that out there if anyone it does identify as non-binary. Yes, please reach out. We'd love to have you on at, the pod. Uh, at Swords Crossing on Twitter or, or Crossing Swords 19. Yeah. That's Crossing Swords 19 at hotmail.com. Yeah. Uh, on email. Let us know. Message us to, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you we'd like. We'd love to interview you at some uh, point. Absolutely. And, and express your struggles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Jack Munro, they went to the nursery. They said to them that... Um, their son wanted to wear a dress. Yeah, fine. Clothes are just clothes. They, they stopped they're not him. naked. They stopped him. And uh, Jack was like, why the hell did you do that? If he wants to wear a dress, let him wear a dress. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but some parents get a bit... Fuck I don't parents. care. He can wear what he likes. Yeah, as long as he's not naked. You know, and it, it, I mean? it generally the, shouldn't matter. bottom line. Like, when you're a kid, you, you don't think in terms of... I'm a boy, this is the boy thing, you know. You like, like what that. you like. I want that. Yeah, you like what you like. Yeah. Um, and we should be encouraging that. We should really be... Absolutely. Not imposing and our I mean, own... As you said, we grew up with, with binary gender, but we shouldn't be imposing those 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 letter boxes and those, um, uh, those pigeonholes of masculine and feminine onto our kids. They should be free to express themselves however the fuck they want to express themselves. Absolutely. And I'm, I was very lucky growing up with the parents I had that they never tried to force anything on me. Or um, any of their views or outlook on life, any just anything at all. I was allowed to discover the world for myself. What I liked, didn't like. No, I mean like. my my mum my mum would uh, love me to come out as trans if I was if I was, she wants a daughter, a daughter <laughs> or a gay son. I mean, if I was like both somehow at the same time, that would be like my mum's dream. Yeah, bless her. But uh, yeah, look, those are our feelings on on toxic masculinity, masculinity in general. I think just. Um, I think my ultimate message would just be just be comfortable in yourself. Don't worry about what other people think, what your what label you is. And even if you what... don't agree with someone or you don't get it, don't voice that, man. Try no. and be as out, outwardly supportive as you can be of other and people. And if you don't understand something, try ask. and understand it. Ask. Most of the time, um, like when I first ever got to chat to a gay guy properly, I asked him all sorts of questions because I could tell he was... Hard because you did have his cock in your mouth. Yeah, and I was always taught you know not what? to so talk sorry. with a full mouth. That, that joke was there, um, and I couldn't not, and I'm so and sorry. And he, he was such a lovely guy, um, and I got to really <laughs> talk to him. reach around. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll We're stop. trying to be serious, Jake. I'll stop. Um, and we had a really nice conversation. I asked all sorts of questions, and I, and I suddenly realised what I was doing, and I said to him, oh, I'm, Apologies I re- for And he was like... I am happy to have as many of these conversations as possible. He said, I could tell you were asking out of genuine curiosity and wanting to be more... Not judgment. Yeah, more accepting and more understanding of things you don't know. And he said, so I was more than happy to have that conversation with you. Um, And I think that's just what it is. You just need to be open to new things and that's it. Um, Also, don't, in your own mind, remove labels of things of masculine and feminine just think of it in terms of do i want to do it mm. is that something i want to do is that something i want to wear is that something like just fucking do it man yeah just ignore it being feminine or masculine just fucking go for it and do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do as long as you're not hurting someone 
do it and be proud of it. And when someone says, oh my God, you're doing that, you go, and? Absolutely. And that's the, that's the message. And that's the message. So guys, as always, thank you very, very much for listening. Um, we hope you're enjoying the new tech, the new We hope sound. you're enjoying the new season. Um, we hope you're enjoying the new season. As always, give us feedback. Let us know what you want us to do, what you'd like us to talk about. Um, and yeah, we look forward to talking to you again. We look forward to going for many, many more. And as always, check us out on Twitter at, at Swords Crossing. Boom, nailed it. Crossing the first Swords season, on Facebook. Bro, and, I appreciate that. And uh, our Gmail account is CrossingSwords19 at gmail.com. And we have a Instagram account. We do. Crossing scores underscore pod. Do you know what interesting? I fucked this up in the last pod. Uh, or not in the last one, in the first pod of the season. And you'd have thought I'd have gone and checked it. You'd have thought that would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah. Is to check it. But this get is jailed. Finally unprofessional. <laughs> I don't like to highlight my own shortcomings. No. No pun intended. But, um, yeah, perhaps... You know what? We're not perfect and that's part of the message of the pod and that's why I did it ultimately. It was for the pod. And just remember, guys, life's a journey. See you next time.